Hey, hey, this is Tracy Austin with Mental Fitness Matters. This show is designed to provide people with tips, strategies, and solutions to improve your mental fitness. This is Mental Fitness Matters. Hey, hey, happy Thursday, everybody. You are listening to Mental Fitness Matters. I am your host, Tracy Austin, and this is WSIC Radio. Happy Thursday, everybody. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. I am really, really excited about today's show, today's topic, and today's guest. Um, this is going to be a really, really good show. Um, today's topic hits very close to home for me. Uh, as I think it will for our listeners as well. Today, we're going to be talking about the impacts of cancer on your mental health and things that you can do to support you and your loved one's mental health and stay mentally healthy. Um, I have an amazing guest with me on today's show. Her name is Rhonda Patel of the Sharon White Foundation, whom I will introduce here shortly, her and her amazing organization. And in case you are not aware, guys, February is Cancer Prevention Month. And when you think about cancer, this is really something that affects almost everybody in some way or another. I'm pretty sure you can't really walk into a room nowadays and ask that question. How many people have been affected in some way by cancer? Pretty much everybody will raise their hand. And according to the National Cancer Institute, in 2019, it was estimated that 1.8 million people would be diagnosed with cancer. And that was in 2019, 1.8 million people. I believe in 2018, it said it was going to be about 1.6 or 1.7. Um, that's a lot of people. And we often hear about the physical and emotional impacts of cancer. But one aspect that we don't talk as much about or doesn't get spoken as much about is how cancer can impact the mind and your mental health. Um, and as many of you already know, there are so many things that could potentially come along with a cancer diagnosis. For patients, for families, for caregivers, the fear of the unknown, the worry, the stress, financial stress. There's so many things that could pop up. Um, and I was looking at some numbers in the research areas and it said one in three people with cancer experience mental or emotional distress. Up to 25 percent of cancer survivors experience symptoms of depression and up to 45 percent experience anxiety. And so I think it's really important conversation for us to begin to have so that people know that these are all very common and very normal responses to this life changing experience. Um, and there are also some very possible um, other common responses or normalcies, too, that changes in body image or appearance can affect self-esteem and confidence. And so when you think about that, fatigue, weight loss, hair loss, those type of things can really have an emotional and mental impact on people's self-esteem and self-confidence, which it really leads me to the guest um, that I have on today, Rhonda Patel of the Sharon White Foundation, which is a local nonprofit organization based in Mooresville, North Carolina. And so when we talk about self-image and self-esteem and that emotional, mental and physical aspect of this, um, this foundation and what you guys are doing is really, really awesome here. So the Sharon White Foundation provides new wigs to women with gynecological cancer at little to no cost to the patient, supporting women who have lost their hair due to these types of cancers. 
Um, and it's uh, pretty much the research shows that gynecological cancer is any type of cancer that starts in a woman's reproductive organs. And it's the fifth most common cancer in women. So, Rhonda, welcome to the show. It's so nice to have you on this morning. Tell us a little bit about yourself, but also a little bit about Sharon White and the foundation that you have. Well, excuse me. Thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate you having us today. And um, as you said, my name is Rhonda Patel, and I am a mother of two. Um, My husband works in the Mooresville area. So we have a busy life with two little boys. Yes. And we actually, um, Sharon White Foundation has started in memory of my mother. She was diagnosed in 2006 with ovarian and peritoneal cancer. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the stats on peritoneal cancer are one out of every two women who have that will pass away. And my mother did lose her battle in November of 28 of 2018, uh, pardon me, 2008. And so my brother and I were thinking about how we could honor my mom and how we could just help other people going through the same struggles that we had gone through over the last two and a half years. And in that, we recalled the only time we ever saw our mom kind of down and actually cry through this whole process was when she lost her hair. And so we decided that we would uh, do the Sharon White Foundation. And what we do is we've actually partnered with a wig company in Cornelius and a wig company in Charlotte. Um, the wig company in Cornelius is La Bella Donna's Wig Salon. And then we have Roland's Wig Salon in uh, Charlotte. And so women who have gynecological cancers can just go in, uh, make an appointment with those lovely stylists there. They will sit down and just cater to them and pamper them, find either a hairstyle that matches their hairstyle, wow. or they will give them a brand new look. Wow. So this salon set up where you just walk in and they kind of support you through this process. They do. And actually, um, the women at who work at both salons have a cancer history. Wow. So they are able to relate both physically and mentally as to what the patients and clients are going through. Wow. I know that probably has been a huge support and thinking about the the stress and everything else that cancer already brings along. So having this place where they could just kind of go in and be of support there is huge. That's Mm -hmm. huge. Well, tell me, so since um, starting this foundation, what has the impact been on the families, the caregivers, and what have you guys seen so far? So we have noticed that a lot of people coming in have no idea what to expect. They are mentally and physically drained. They've just been given a diagnosis that has just completely devastated their world. And so they come in just deflated and defeated. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when they leave, they've had that support. They've had talked to someone who's walked that journey and who's survived that journey Mm -hmm. and who's came out fighting on the other side. Um, And so they get a more renewed sense of peace, of confidence, and just knowing that, you know, even though I've got this hard hand that's been dealt to me, that I can make it through it, I'm going to make it through it. And it's the same for the patient and the family. That's huge. And I think that support piece that you're mentioning is a big piece of that. If anybody that's out there that's had a loved one or you're going through cancer yourself, that support component is huge where you're not having to kind of walk this road alone, Mm -hmm. but that you have people that are kind of helping you through the way. So I think that's that's really amazing. So how long you said since 2008. So you guys have been doing for 11 years now. We have 11 years now. 
Yes, we actually uh, founded everything was official in 2010. Yeah. And so we had our first fundraiser, helped our first clients, patients then, and we have just been rocking and rolling ever since. What have you guys seen the most of in terms of when people are kind of coming through and that need? Is there anything that's a common theme in terms of just being a supportive place to go and familiar and happy face? That's probably been huge for people to kind of feel welcome and supported in that way. It is. They're just looking for just someone who knows what they're going through or just has been there, done that. And no matter what the outcome was, I mean, the ladies at the salon who have survived cancer, you know, they're survivors. Unfortunately, our mom lost her battle, Mm -hmm. but we've come out, you know, what I feel is shining on the other side. And, you know, we took the positive approach to it. We decided that, you know, our mom would not have wanted us to have gone through the world being woe is me. And please feel sorry for me because my mom is not here, but she would want us to take the tools that she taught us while she was here and just take, you know, the faith that she instilled in us and just share that. Yeah. And I think that's important. And we're going to get into that, too, um, throughout the show and providing people with tips and strategies on ways to stay mentally healthy and mentally strong throughout this process, because it is a process. It's a journey. Um, and there's no kind of guidebook on what to do in when those things kind of fall in your lap there. We lost uh, my mom to pancreatic cancer last year in March. And I remember my sister and I, when we were kind of going out um, searching for wigs for the service, and we walked into a store in the salon and we said, we saw the wig and we both said, that's it. We could definitely see that this is what my mom would want. And we were just being together in that process. And so having people around is a big deal. Um, so when would you say in terms of the caregivers and the support. You guys have been around for 11 years providing this service. What does that look like when you go into a wig salon, um, this part of the process? What are the normal ranges of cost in terms of wigs and those type of things there? So you can get a good synthetic wig for around $500, mm-hmm. uh, give or take a little bit. If you would like a real hair wig, that's going to cost you more up into the about $2,300 range mm-hmm. and higher. So there is a vast majority of wigs that you can get, and you can get some that are cheaper than the 500 Um, But what we do is we provide a certain amount of dollars to each woman Mm -hmm. and the salon is has that uh, in writing. So they when the woman comes in, they are able to pick out uh, the wig of their choice. And nine times out of 10 in the 11 years we've done this, we've had one patient that has had to pay thirty two dollars. Wow. And I think she actually bought two wigs that day. That's huge. That is huge. We actually try to cover the wig at full cost for the patient and um, with the supplies that go with it, the shampoos, the conditioners, the styling gels, the detangler, Um, because you never think about detangling a wig. But apparently you do have to detangle a wig. Wow, that that is awesome. Thank you guys for all that you're doing. And what we're going to do here, we're going to take a quick break. If you are just tuning in, you are listening to the Mental Fitness Matters Matters Show. I'm here with Rhonda Patel from the Sharon White Foundation. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about tips that you can do to stay mentally healthy if you or a loved one is, is battling cancer. We'll be right back. Hey. 
Hey, hey, welcome back. You are listening to Mental Fitness Matters. I am your host, Tracy Austin, and this is WSIC Radio. And I am here with Rhonda Patel of the Sharon White Foundation, which is a local nonprofit organization in the Mooresville, North Carolina area uh, that's doing an amazing job of helping support women who have gone through um, any types of gynecological cancers, really providing wigs at no cost to those patients there, really helping people feel better throughout this process, helping and supporting families. So we were just talking a little bit uh, before break about the foundation. And what we're going to get into now, we're going to just start talking about a few tips that we can just provide for people um, on this journey. And so when we think about managing our mental health, managing our emotional health, uh, the scary pieces of cancer and that process can really be daunting. So I really want to use some time where we can just provide some support, provide some strategies. If you or a loved one out there right now is kind of in this position, things that you guys can be doing just to kind of support your mental and emotional wellness. Um, and would you like to start off with that or would you like me to start? We can kind of go either way. I have a, or one that I really want to start with is just being supportive. I think when we think about the needs, people may not necessarily know what it is that they need. And I think it's a a big thing if you have somebody that's going through cancer. I think it's really important for the person battling cancer and their loved ones um, that they may not ask for help. They may not come out and say, um, I need this. And so just being available, just being a supportive um, ear I think that's a, a big piece of the puzzle. So just being supportive in whatever ways that you can. That's true. Um, that is perfect, actually. And I couldn't have said it better myself. So in walking through this battle, I saw the mental effects that it had on my mom. Yeah. And just taking her from being this beautiful, vibrant young woman. She was in her mid-40s when she was, or pardon me, her late 40s when she was diagnosed. She was 48. She passed away at 52. Mm-hmm. And you know, just watching her go through this battle and watching her go up hills and down hills and the mental effect on it was just, it was worse than the, the disease itself. And just knowing, watching my dad go through it as well. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times men don't handle that emotional aspect of it as well as what we would like. And so just being that emotional support for not only my mother going through it, but for my dad going through it and myself, and unfortunately, during that time, I have a younger brother who helped me um, a lot. Um, and we actually became very close during this time because we were leaning more on each other right. than, you know, we would have our parents in the past. So just really being there, being that family unit. Um, if you don't have that family unit, just basically having that that village. Um, it takes a village to raise a baby. It takes a village to go through cancer. You cannot do it by yourself. Um if you can, I give you accolades for it. Right. <laughs> but, you know, in every case that I've been involved in, you know, it takes that village and everyone has to have a different outlet that they need. You know, everyone has, whether it's reading or whether it's yoga or whether it's just traveling, you know, you have to take that time and just schedule that time out. And be intentional to make it happen. I love that. And I love the what you just said there. Everybody may have a different need and different way of coping. Right. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's personality is a little different. And everybody, even the person that's going through the cancer, you know, each person has their own relationship with that individual. And so how they begin to process these feelings, these emotions, these things that are coming up. And so having that supportive village and having that outlet and knowing that we're in this together. 
And so the ways that you guys can support one another and the ways that we support each other is creating that community, creating that outlet, creating that village where you are supported and connected to others. Um, I think that's really, really important that you don't go through this alone. Um, there are people, there are groups um, that you can join and be a part of uh, to just kind of have an outlet there. So and when you're thinking about that support, there's a lot of things that come up, you know, from a financial uh, standpoint. There's a lot of things that come up from those stressors. And if the person that's going through are normally the strong one, right? So they may not um, know how to ask for help, right? And mm-hmm. they're so used to being strong and taking care of everybody else. And then being in a position where you're actually needing someone to to be there for you could be a challenge on all ends. So just being aware, being compassionate and understanding that everybody's dealing with something here from an emotional perspective. Um, another thing is, Allowing people to know it's okay to be where they are, that it's okay to kind of have moments of sadness, of anger, being afraid. Those those symptoms and those things are very, very normal. And it's okay to be where you are for that moment. Um, and if you are a supporter in that, being able to just be there, you know, mm-hmm. just not always having to know what to say or thinking you have to have the right words, but just being available and being present in that. Yeah, and I think that's very key what you just said there about not having the right words. You know, recently, within the past uh, few months, the youth pastor that I grew up with um, was diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, he was he's a very private individual, and we respect that. And he has three children. Um, He has adult children, and then he has uh, teenage children as well. And just seeing and hearing and talking with his wife about the impact that she's going through. You know, she's trying to help her husband here who has given, been given a terminal illness. Um, and he was giving, um, so set number of years to live. And then she's not only trying to help him cope with that, but cope through going through the treatments. She's trying to help her children and her grandchildren. And through that, um, I think she actually got to the point where she almost hit rock bottom. And then she reached out for help. You know, I think she had her one or two friends that were there, but I think she needed that village. Yes. And just hearing her since she's kind of had that village come around her, I think it's been giving her that extra strength and support. And even though that village was always there and that village would have loved her and embraced them and she would not have had to share anything other than she was just hurting. Right. And that village would have just loved on her. And, you know, you just you don't have to tell everybody everything. And I think that's one thing when you're going through something like this, you feel like you need to share the history. Just know that you don't. Just know that when you have that village, your true village is going to come out with blazing saddles. They're going to love you. They're going to support you. And, you know, the ones that don't come out, just know that it's not that they don't love you. They just may be not know what to say. They may not know how to act. But. You really don't have to say anything, but just I love you and I'm here for you. I love that. I love that. And and it sounds like, like you said, that she realized that that she needed a little bit more and that you guys really are always there and, mm-hmm. and, and being that support. That's important. Um, and let's give one more because I really want to use our last uh, five minutes or so here to talk about the 5K, the annual fundraiser that you have. Um, but we'll give one more before we get into that. So the last one that I want to say for a tip for anybody doing this is be patient. Patient with yourself. Be patient with yourself. Getting back to your normal or whatever that's going to look like, that new normal may take time. So allowing yourself patience to kind of go through this process and each part of it, okay? And that is a, a huge thing. You know, you have to respect yourself and you have to respect others. 
you know, the women that are going through this, they're they're going through a lot. But if you just show them that extra love and respect, then in turn, that's going to boost them and just kind of help them move forward. And they're going to spread that love. And it's just going to be that downward trickle effect. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Rhonda. Let's talk about Jogging for Jugs. Tell us a little bit about Jogging for Jugs, your annual 5K fundraiser. Tell us about this. So Jogging for Jugs is where Jogging for Jugs of Money. And it's a 5K that we've held since 2010 in downtown Mooresville um, on Church Street. And that is the street that runs parallel to Main Street. Mm -hmm. It's at the backside of the Charles Mack Citizen Center. So we're there every April, the second Saturday in April, every year at 8 a.m. Uh, to kick off our annual 5K. Awesome. And so this is our one of our big fundraisers for the year. And we just go through uh, downtown Mooresville, historic and residential. And you just see a lot of Mooresville that you may not see on a day-to-day basis. That is great. So that's going to be Saturday, April 11th of this year, starting mm-hmm. at 8 a.m.? Starting at 8 a.m. On-site registration opens at 7 a.m. Or you can register today at raceentry.com. Awesome. Say that one more time. This is radio. We're going to say it twice. It is raceentry, R-A-C-E-E-N-T-R-Y.com. Awesome. And you guys still have some sponsorships available, too. So if you are looking to be a sponsor for this event, um, we could email Rhonda Patel at joggingforjugs at gmail.com. That's right. And that's jogging, J-O-G-G-I-N, for F-O-R, jugs, J-U-G-S, at gmail. Yeah, that's perfect. And you guys also have a website. We do. We have the Joggin' for Jugs, same spelling, um, dot com. And then we also have the Sharon White Foundation dot org. That is awesome. So, guys, if you want to attend and be a part of this amazing event, Saturday, April 11, 2020 at 8 a.m., feel free to go to those websites that we just listed there. Um, would you like to share anything else with the time that we have left about this amazing organi- organization and foundation that you have here? I just want to say that it takes a village for everything. And not only does it take a village to keep up that mental and physical health, but it takes a village to run this. And just my support staff, um, they have just been phenomenal. The committee, my brother has just been a huge help in this. And so, you know, without those people and without the community coming together to support women with gynecological cancers, you know, none of this would be possible. So this isn't just a you know, Rhonda thing. It's not a uh, white family event. It is a community event. And we support and service Central and Western North Carolina. And so we just welcome all of that love and just know that we could not do this without any of you guys. So we just want to thank all of you guys from the bottom of our heart, whether you've participated, thought about participating, whether you've been on the committees for years. We just want to say thank you. That's you know. huge. That is huge. And thank you for all that you guys are doing. I think this is so important and such a good topic. I'm glad we had this conversation today. So just know if you or a loved one out there are dealing with uh, battling cancer that's somewhere along the family, just know that you are not alone. Uh, there's some supports out there. The National uh, Cancer Institute has a lot of good information and resources. Link up with the community. You don't have to go through this alone. you got people rooting for you. Thank you guys for always tuning in and listening. We will be back next Thursday at 8.30 a.m. You have been listening to the Mental Fitness Matters Show. I am your host, Tracy Austin. I'm so glad to have you, Rhonda. Have an awesome week. Shine bright like the stars that you are. See you guys next week.
Thank you for joining us today on Mental Fitness Matters. Tune in every Thursday at 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. for more tips, tools, strategies, and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness. My name is Tracy Austin, and you've been listening to Mental Fitness Matters. 